Okay. <clears throat> um, before we get started, let's let's just pray, uh, and then we'll we'll get into word. I don't expect this teaching to be super long. Uh, we are gonna connect some dots, and it's gonna be good. So whatever that means. But uh, Daddy God, we just come before you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you so much for the opportunity to be here together as family. Uh, we just honor you and praise you for all of your goodness for how good of a father you are. And we are we truly are humbled at just how wonderful you are and all of the blessings that you pour out on us and all of the opportunities that you give us to, you know, to just be a family and to be, you know, children of yours. That's so, so amazing. And so uh, we just thank you for tonight. And I ask that as we go into this teaching that you would give me the words to say and that it would be the message that you would have uh, everyone here tonight and so uh, we just commit this night to you and to your purposes because those are the purposes that matter not our own uh, we love you dad we thank you we give you the honor and glory and the praise and I see things in the name of Jesus amen, amen. alright <clears throat> so since we got our little family discussion out of the way uh, everybody turn to Acts chapter 2 Tonight we are going to connect some dots, and you'll figure out what that means in a little bit. But first, I just kind of want to want to go over a few things in Acts chapter 2 about what the first century church looked like. And it's going to make sense why we talk about that in a minute. But we're going to be reading verses 40 through 47 in Acts chapter 2. What's that? Yep. Yep. Does anybody want to read for me? Chelsea, Acts chapter 2, verse 40 through 47. This is immediately after uh, Pentecost, after Peter gives his famous famous preaching, or famous sermon, sorry, at, uh, after Pentecost. So, go for it. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. The fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Thank you. So Thank good. you. So good. Guys, that is what we are aspiring to <laughs> right there. That is what we are aspiring to right there when we talk about what we want uh, church to look like, what we want our community to look like, what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. Um, it, it really gets me so excited every time I read those verses. But the reason that I wanted to bring this bring this forth today uh, is kind of one of the things I mentioned a few minutes ago is that as a family and as a church community, there are certain values that we all need to be sharing, Amen. right? There are certain values that we all need to, to hold close and to aspire to and to move forward together towards so that we are abiding by them together as as like one unit and there's so many 
statements in this section of scripture that give the idea that this body of believers was all moving together forward towards the same goal, towards the same, you know, uh, towards the same stuff in the same mind, and everybody was on the same page. That's what we're looking for. Um, so just a couple examples like verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. Um, in verse 44 it says, now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Uh, in verse 46 it says, so continuing daily with one, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. So there's so many instances that just talk about how they're all on the same page. They're all doing things together. They all have the same value structure. They all find the same things to be important. And that's really what a family is all about. That's really what it's all about. So there's this one Greek word in here in verse 46. I'm going to pull it up in my Blue Letter Bible here because I really want to share this with you guys. This is a cool insight that I found a couple of years ago and I did a teaching on this right as we started Identity House, like right before we launched as a house church. I gave a teaching on, on this little passage of scripture right here and it was so good and I, I really just felt like um, I wanted to talk about it again. So in verse 46, there's this word and they continued daily with one accord. So that with one accord is a single Greek word, uh, and it's pronounced homothumadon. Really interesting word. Um, and so in the outline of biblical usage here in my Blue Letter Bible, this word homothumadon, what it means is with one mind, with one accord, with one passion. There's this really, really cool uh, like uh, commentary note thing. It says, homothumadon is a unique Greek word used 10 of its 12 New Testament occurrences in the book of Acts, and it helps us understand the uniqueness of the Christian community. Homothumadon is a compound of two words, meaning to rush along and in unison. The image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded, which, while different, harmonize in pitch and tone as the instruments of a great concert under the direction of a concert master so the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of members of Christ's church. Wow. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is so cool, man. It is so cool. I love it so much. So it literally means to rush along in unison. That's what we're trying to do. We are trying to rush along in unison together as a family towards the same goal with the same value structure. Um, and so, you know, one of the reasons that we talked about tithing a few minutes ago is because that is one of the things that needs to be an integral part of our value structure. Is, is that's, that's one of the spiritual disciplines that it's so important for us to be rushing along together in unison towards or happening while we do that. Um, and so I just get so excited when, when we talk about this stuff and just thinking about how, how our church body is, we're, we're like trying to do this. Yeah. We're trying to make this happen and it's really, really cool. Um, and I want to be a part of something like this. 
I really want to be a part of something like this. And so the closer that we can get to this, the closer we can get to Homothumadon, that's where I want to be. That's where this church is going to thrive. And that's where we're legitimately going to be doing things that bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Okay? So, very, very excited. Um, And so, uh, some of these other principles that that we need to hold as part of our value structure in, in our rushing along together in unison. We've been talking about prayer and fasting. That's a big deal. Those are values that are important to, to the first century church, to you know, all of the apostles and you know, the churches that they were planting all across Eurasia. Like Prayer and fasting was a huge deal. And so if we're going to be having... Homothumadon, rushing along together in unison in the same manner that they did, prayer and fasting has to be a big deal for us. That's why we've been talking about it so much. I'm very, very interested, and I think it's very, uh, a, a very good use of our time for us as, to, as a family to define what our value structure is, what those things that we are rushing along together in unison towards are. Um, so, Prayer and fasting, we've been hitting those really hard. Um, so that's that's where we're coming from. Um, that's where we're coming from as of right now. So as of today, what's today's date? August the 31st. As of August the 31st, we've been talking about prayer and fasting. That's where we're coming from. And so these are the dots that I'm going to be connecting. I don't know who came up, how we came up with connecting the dots. But whatever. So this is where we're at right now. We're coming from talking about prayer and fasting and spiritual disciplines and you know, uh, moving, moving towards those things. And there's a reason for that. And it's because we're going to be moving towards some other things that are also a valuable part of what our value structure is supposed to be. Um, so let me just kind of read some of my notes here. Uh, we should all be aware we, we spent the fa- past several weeks talking about prayer and fasting. There are several reasons we've been talking about prayer and fasting. One of those reasons is that both prayer and fasting are essential spiritual disciplines that move us into deeper relationship with God. Um, so all healthy relationships involve a couple of things. Well, several things, but two of the most important things that all healthy relationships involve are communication <laughs> and sacrifice. If you're going to have a good relationship with somebody, whether it's a romantic relationship, a familial, familial relationship, a friendship type relationship, that relationship is going to require communication and it's going to require sacrifice. And so two of the biggest ways that we can do that in our relationship with God is by prayer, communication, and by fasting. That's sacrificing our fleshly desires in order to elevate God's purposes above our own. That's why we've been talking about about prayer and fasting. That's that's one reason that these are part of our value structure. Another reason is that prayer and fasting, when done properly, out of a heart of humility, these things empower God to move on our behalf, which is really important. God responds to those in relationship with him and to those who are acting in obedience to him. So a big reason that prayer and fasting were part of the value structure of the first century church is because they couldn't get things done without it. They couldn't get things done without it. You cannot get things done for the kingdom in a spiritual sense as a child of God without having a relationship with him. 
it's impossible you can't do it um, so that's another reason the last the last reason that I could come up with just for this little list that we've been talking about prayer and fasting is uh, obedience and humility before God in prayer and fasting are the primary precursors that we find in scripture to the releasing of spiritual gifts and so this is where the dots connect the place that we are going next that we feel like God is leading as a church is for us to talk about and focus on spiritual gifts uh, so it's going to be interesting next couple of months um, <clears throat> so I just kind of wanted to share with you guys and this can be more of like an open forum you guys feel free to ask questions uh, as I talk about some of this stuff and to provide input <clears throat> but we've, we've known as a leadership team for a while now that we were going to talk about spiritual gifts at some point this year uh, we didn't know when, but we knew that God was leading in that direction. And, uh, you know, we knew that talking about spiritual gifts would be a big deal for a lot of people because a lot of people either, we've got a lot of people here from very different backgrounds, very different upbringings, very different, you know, church, church backgrounds and stuff like that. A lot of people here have no experience or have no understanding of spiritual gifts at all. A lot of people here have seen spiritual gifts abused, used and abused to the point where they no longer look attractive anymore. And so we understand that that's the case. Our primary goal is to do things according to what we see in Scripture. And so if we're going to move forward into talking about something that's been so distorted through church tradition and so distorted through you know, the dictates of man as opposed to the dictates of scripture, we need to have a solid foundation moving into it first. And we felt like that solid foundation involved prayer and fasting. Because like I said before, prayer and fasting is the primary thing that you see in New Testament scripture that releases the power of the Holy Spirit. It unleashes spiritual gifts. It unleashes the spirit to move and work through us in those in those ways. And so, <clears throat> the other important thing that I feel like is a big part of this is that when we go to talk about spiritual gifts, there's a lot of really uh, a lot of really destructive mindsets that surround the use of spiritual gifts, specifically in the manner of like. Uh, pride and selfishness and the kingdom of self type stuff I think a lot of us have probably seen you know in those instances where if we've ever seen spiritual gifts abused where it's all about the person that, that has that gift and it's not about what God wants to do through them that is really something that we want to avoid big time because you know it's all about what God wants to do it has nothing to do with what we want to do what we're trying to accomplish it has everything to do with his purposes and what he wants to get done. Um, so, let me just go back to my notes here. It is our sincere hope that the recent focus on prayer and fasting has encouraged everyone to go deeper into relationship with Father God. If we're, if we're going to get into spiritual gifts, we got to have relationship with Dad. It means nothing without that. 
Amen. It means absolutely nothing without that. You know, you can forget forget all of that other stuff. We can talk about, actually, we'll get there later. Um, so since spiritual gifts are going to be the topic of our focus for a little while, we really want to make sure that everyone is on the same page. We want to be in homothumadon <laughs> as we rush along together towards talking about this stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Let's see. Why don't we take a look real quick at the spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, just so we get an idea of where we're headed. Hopefully we're connecting the dots between where we come from, prayer, fasting, denying the kingdom of self, and where we're going, spiritual gifts. So 1 Corinthians 12, will somebody read for me verses 1 through 11? Ryan. 12 verse 1 through 11. Yes, sir. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts for the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry for the same Lord. And there are diver- uh, excuse me, sorry. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. But for the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. One yeah. to that, right? Yep, that's it. That's it. Who does it say the gifts are given by? The Spirit. The Spirit. The Spirit. Who does it say does all of the things? The Spirit. The Spirit. The last verse, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, not as we will, as he wills. That's what I want you guys to get, and that's that's really where the dots connect in all of this stuff, so that you can get a proper idea of where we're headed. None of this is about you. None of this is about me. None of this is about any one of us individually. It is all about what the Spirit of God wants to do. That's why we hit the kingdom of self so hard. You cannot be self-focused and do this properly. You can't. Uh, You have to have a relationship with God in order to do this properly. Um, Let me turn real quick. I want to read something to you guys right quick out of Matthew chapter 7. So Jesus has this really interesting interesting thing he says. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 13, he says, I'm going to read a few verses. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. 
Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a, good, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. This is the part that I want you guys to hear right here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Spiritual giftings mean nothing without your relationship to God. There are people who have spiritual gifts. There are people who cast out demons. There are people who prophesy. There are people who do wonders and work miracles that when they reach the end, God is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. That is why we've spent so much time talking about the stuff that we have to encourage you guys to go deeper into relationship with God so that you actually know Him. So that you have a solid foundation to build upon as we begin to talk about those giftings in 1 Corinthians 12. The working of miracles, the prophesying, the gifts of tongues, the gifts of healings, uh, the gifts of, of faith. All of that stuff means nothing without your relationship to God. Nothing at all. So I hope you guys are getting the connection between where we've been coming from and where we're going. Because all of this stuff that we've been trying to build up as a foundation is indispensable to us in where we're going. Okay? Um, one of the things that we've been really cognizant of talking about this stuff, Savannah and I have talked about this stuff a lot. We've talked about it a lot, and we've shared a lot of it with, with the leadership team, large majority of it, and we've had a lot of really good conversations. And I want to be as open and honest with you guys as possible about, you know, how we decide where we think God is leading and, you know, the things that we talk about and all that stuff. Ask as many questions as you want. We want to be as open and honest about all of it so that you guys get a clear picture and hopefully see that we're genuinely trying to listen to the Spirit of God as to what He wants us to do. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, had lots of conversations with with Savannah about this, and one of the things that that we've seen in in other uh, in other church families is kind of a, a propensity for the people who have the actual visible outpouring of their spiritual gifts being elevated to places of importance within the body. I don't want to see that at all, because. Everybody here is valuable, whether you have whether you have a visible gifting or not. I despise that type of thing. You know, it specifically says later in this chapter that those those parts of the body of Christ that what, what is it, Ryan? Quote it for me. I know you know those. I'm a part that I'm a I hear I'm more honorable than those that. That's right. We bestow more honor. We bestow greater honor on those. So I. Honestly, this isn't even that much of a teaching as much as like an exhortation to you guys that like, please, 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 as we move forward into this stuff, 
understand both our heart behind it and God's heart behind what he has for for us in the in the outpouring of spiritual gifts. The other thing is spiritual gifts are not for us. They are so that this like I said before, they are so the spirit can accomplish his purposes. And so one of the things that we're going to be pushing towards as we talk about this stuff is moving away from being an insular church to being an outward missional church. Because what good is having spiritual gifts if we keep them to ourselves? Like seriously, what are we even doing at that point? You know, we're keeping all of this good stuff. We're hiding our light under a bushel. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I want this this church body to be. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Thank you. <laughs> Never heard anybody say that before. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's where we're coming from. From that solid foundation that we've been trying to lay with prayer, with fasting, with uh, denying the kingdom of self and really diving into a deep and meaningful relationship with God. So now we can, out of that relationship, receive the gifts that he has for us and use them not for ourselves but for his purposes to grow his kingdom and to to be that missional church to fulfill the great commission that he calls us to do. That's why we're so hype about the blessings table. It really is. That's like that's going to be our first opportunity. Um, you know, maybe not this month because we haven't talked about spiritual gifts fully and we're we're going to we're going to get into a lot of different things trying to help people figure out, you know, uh, figure out what giftings God might be might have given them or be giving them, how how to like how to hone them and learn how to use them, all types of stuff, all types of stuff. And, you know, it, it, a lot of times it's, it's difficult to just, as we go about our, our day-to-day routine and activities and work and whatever, to, to figure out, what do I even do with this stuff? Yeah. But uh, we really, the Blessings Table, we really think the Blessings Table is going to be an awesome environment to kind of cut our teeth on some of this, some of this stuff. Because, and we'll, we'll be able to impact the community that's, literally directly surrounding us so we're really excited about it um so i hope you guys get the heart behind where we're going and i hope you understand that um man it's not about us at all but there are some really great things that god wants to do really great things like gifts of healing can you imagine if like healing started breaking out in this neighborhood and people are like, man, just just go over there, they'll fix you up. <laughs> they'll fix you right up. That would be so awesome. We could share, we could share the good news of Christ with so many people, so many people. These these gifts really are just tools to bring more people into the kingdom. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. They're not for you. They're not for me. So when we get we when we get into this stuff and start figuring out you know um, you know who's got some prophetic giftings and who's got some giftings of tongues and all that type of stuff, man, if if you haven't you know seen one in your life yet, don't even worry about it. Amen. Don't even worry about it. Just dive deeper into relationship with Dad. We, we are going to kick comparison in the butt. We are not going to have it. It's not going to be allowed yeah, here. Yeah. We are not going to allow people to compare themselves to other people. 
it's just not allowed. We can't have it. It is so detrimental to the, the purposes of what God wants to do. Amen. Um, we can't have that type of stuff. We just can't. And so uh, we're going to kick pride in the butt too, you know. If if somebody's getting a little hot-headed about, not hot-headed, but, but high on their horse about, you know, how, how great things are going in, in, in their area of gifting. They're, they're getting all kinds of prophetic words and they're starting to, you know, put all of their self-worth in that. We'll have to bring them down a couple pegs and that's Amen. okay. That's okay. Your self-worth is not attached to how this stuff manifests in your life. It absolutely is not. So that's why it says, But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is going to be my last point. <clears throat> as we get into this stuff, please do not try to conjure things up on your own. Please do not. It's not going to be good. (laughs) It's not going to be good. The way that this works is we get deeper into relationship with Dad. We pray. We have communication with Him. We get into the Word. We do our spiritual disciplines out of obedience. Tithing, fasting, all of this stuff. And then we say, Dad... I am looking to step out in faith and to fulfill your purposes. If you have a gift for me, I will take it, but I'm still going to do what you want me to do regardless. And whatever gift that he wants the Spirit to pour out on you, he will. And you better be ready to use it. If God gives you a gift, you better be ready to use it. So that's kind of all that I have to say. But I want to open it up to you guys so that you can share some of your like comments and concerns because I know we've come out of a lot of different church backgrounds and there's a lot of preconceived notions about what spiritual gifts are all about and uh, if you guys want to ask questions about like the foundation of prayer and fasting and denying the kingdom of self and all of that stuff and and how that plays into where we're going I would love those questions that's what this kind of teaching is all about yes Chelsea I love what you said too about like smashing comparison yeah because what you read earlier about one accord and how that word translates into we're rushing towards the same goal yeah it's in different harmonies that's right so like i don't know there if are there are any of you that don't know what harmony is there's a melody and then there's parts in the music that layer but they're different they're different keys entirely um or different notes rather so if we don't have that one note, then we're not getting a fullness of what that sound quality could be or what that chord could be or what that sound is. Yeah. So it's like if you're trying to just do the melody, like, oh, well, there's like a lot of prophecy going on. I can't even get one word. Then what if like, what if God's trying to use you for healings and like all you have to do is go, how are you doing today? And then like healing comes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so like compare. Like yeah. you don't have to look like someone else. But it's so that the fullness can happen. Yeah. So that the body, the foot, the hand, the head can all work together. And I love that too about like the parts that are hidden. It's like our organs, mm-hmm. your brain. You don't see your brain every day. But how important is it to have your brain to think and for your body to move? And it's just kind of, I love, I love all this. Yeah.
Yeah, that, that thing you just mentioned is in uh, verse 22 and 23 of chapter 12. Mm -hmm. It says, No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary yeah. and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. On these we bestow greater honorable honor mm -hmm. and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. Um, so, yeah. And even goes on and says, But our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, yeah. but that the members should have the same care for one another. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's real good stuff. So, and here's the other thing, too. Here's the other thing, too. If we're not. It's obviously not going to be good to where, you know, if, if we see somebody that, you know, God has given some, some gifts of the Spirit to, you know, some of the ones that we deem better than others, like maybe gifts of healing or miracles or something like that, like, we're not supposed to covet those from other people or be jealous or any of that type of stuff. But even more than that, we shouldn't even, like, congratulate that person for having it because it has nothing to do with them to begin with. You know what I'm saying? has nothing to do with them to begin with. It's all what the Spirit wants to do. And God chooses the vessels that He desires to choose to bring about His purposes. So, yeah. We should give glory to God. That's right. Give glory to, to God. To give to the person so that they can be more free. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I was listening to a message on yeah. this chapter the other day. And it was by Chris Ballison. Um, he was talking about the context of this chapter and where this letter was written and how it was written to a church who grew up under like Greek mythology and so they had different gods that they would go to, to for different powers, different blessings um, and so that's why in this, in this chapter it always says but the same spirit but the same Lord because mm -hmm. you don't have to go to a different God to get a certain gift it's all from the same one um, and I just thought that's really cool to think about because ultimately it's him that everything's coming from it's not like you have to go to the God of spiritual healing or <laughs> the God of prophetic words and then hope to get a blessing from them. It's all from the same one. So yeah. it's pretty yeah. neat. Yep. Uh, so here's here's an interesting thing that's going to be really valuable for us moving forward. As it gets into the next chapter, chapter 13, which you all know as the famous love chapter, the first couple of verses, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. So as we get into this stuff, guys, you know, God has the spiritual gifts available to us for a reason. But I would much, much, much rather you have just a heart of love towards people than mm -hmm. if you had any of these things. Yeah. Much, much rather would have that. Because, you know, if if you're using your if you have all these great spiritual gifts but you use them without a heart of love, God all he hears is the most annoying sound in the world. 
the sounding brass or a clanging cymbal is what he says. Any of y'all seen Dumb and Dumber? He's like, you want to you hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Stupid. Ah, that's dumb. But that's what God hears when we, when we use these gifts out of, out of a selfish heart without love towards other people. He just hears a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. It's just a noise that's annoying. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's always annoying when like, you hear somebody talk about something they think they, they, they think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> and you're like, you don't know anything what you're talking about. That's <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't, please don't get the idea that I'm like hating on anybody that uses that has spiritual gifts and uses them because that's what they're there for. <laughs> like, they have a purpose and we're, we use them with a the heart of love. They can be very, very effective for bringing people into the kingdom and for, you know, well, bringing the kingdom to earth. Uh, that's what they're there for and that's why we're going to talk about them because they are so useful and so beneficial to the growing of the body of Christ. Uh, that's, that's what we want it to be all about is so that we can be more effective as a missional church. Um, you know, when we look in in the the book of Acts and and stuff like all of the great miracles and, and healings and stuff happened outside the walls of the church, so that they could bring people in. That's what it's about: is to grow Dad's family. Amen. So I hope you guys understand the heart behind all of this. Um, and you know, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm probably going to be a stickler about this stuff. So if we see some weird stuff going on, we're like, dude, get it straight. (laughs) You know? And don't feel bad when that happens because it's probably just going to, just going to be, it's all going to be a learning process, man. It's all going to be a learning process because most of us haven't, haven't witnessed the use of spiritual gifts the proper biblical way. We've seen, seen, maybe have seen them used a lot or maybe we've seen them none, but not chances are we haven't seen the outpouring of them in the proper scriptural context. And so that's what we're we're trying to find. And so we're going to lean very very heavily on what we see in the Bible. So I hope that's cool with you guys. Can't argue with that logic. Yeah. <laughs> so I um personally appreciate being called out cuz that's me as well. You wouldn't yeah. allow someone you say you love, you know, to do something the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, that offends a lot. Absolutely. I, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the exact same way. I, I think, you know, if somebody really values you and loves you and they yeah. see you, you know, acting a fool, I want, I want, I need to be called out on that so I can get my, my life straight. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> I hope that didn't like dull any potential excitement that you guys would have had <laughs> move for the fact that we're moving forward into talking about spiritual gifts. Get excited about it because we're we're gonna learn some cool stuff. We're gonna probably experience, you know, God to a greater extent, which is cool because He has this stuff for us. It's available, and so we're gonna we're gonna figure out, you know, how to how to operate in this stuff the way He wants us to. So let's get excited about it. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be very cool to learn some new stuff and to do it properly. So, yeah. Anybody else? Questions, comments, concerns? Um, I have a question. This is more 
Yeah. But I think it would be great somehow to, like, I know we've, you guys have talked about doing, like, a monthly fasting and then, mm. like, um, you know, just being more aware of, like, the best way to tithe. Yeah. Because I don't ever really have cash on me. Yeah. So just, like, knowing, you know, just, I don't know if we could post something on, on the wall about, like, maybe a calendar or, you know, just something so that I can kind of okay. prepare because, like, this summer has been kind of crazy, so it's not like I've been here every week yeah um like normal but yeah i because like i wanted to fast but i like wasn't i just found out that day and yeah like, yeah ah. yeah and so like my heart is to like you know okay participate and to be a part okay because i'm excited about it okay um, awesome but i think it would be helpful at least for me i'm sure it'd be helpful for but just to have maybe a link to where we can um, tie that's yes. online, yes. and then like maybe a schedule, of, okay. like things that we're doing as a group, like, posted somewhere. So like, oh, I can just snap a picture of this, and then I will know, you know, okay, how to totally plan my. Yeah, time. we can definitely make that happen. So would it would it help you guys if like every week we just like before we got into the teaching just did a little reminder like, hey, we're tithing, <laughs> that type of thing. Would that help, or would it get annoying? Because we haven't done that. I think to start off, maybe it'd be helpful um, uh, to help us get into the the constant awareness. Oh, tithing! Yeah. Because it's so easy to forget about something. Yeah, yeah. If it's not something that really now, I try to mean if it's not something that really matters to you. Right. Um, I mean, it has to matter first for us to remember it. Yeah, I mean, and it's so. it's like a, a habit developing. Yeah. You have to develop a habit. That's all. That's all. So yeah, we can definitely do that, Corinne. Yeah. I'll f we'll figure out the best way to do it. But the best way to tithe is online. We'll share that with everybody. Um, yeah, because in the past, I've just been kind of annoying Kate. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, a, I mean, the most, uh, I trust Kate, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, way, the, way that, the way that we do it is through PayPal. Okay. So if you guys have PayPal, that's the best way to do it, which gives you, which gives us, like, a detailed record of everybody who's given and it's all in one place and stuff so that's the way we've been doing it or if you want to be old school you can just give Ronnie a check like I do you can give <laughs> you can also give Ronnie a check you can also do that yes um, have we already got a pass this one? yeah <laughs> yeah it went out on the group text thing which you were figuring out today yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah. but I love that idea yeah, no, we, we've been pretty excited about it. Um, you know, if if any of you guys want to fast more than the once a month, like, we'll fast with you <laughs> or whatever. Like, if you want to do it corporately, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a great spiritual discipline to do on your own, but it's also, it's also really great to know that you've got other people doing it with you that are, like, praying throughout the day for the same things that you're praying for. It's, it's really, really, really cool, so... Um, we're definitely doing one next month. Um, Savannah and I have been talking about just like doing it ourselves, like maybe every other week. So, yeah, we can talk more about that type of stuff. Yeah. Are you able to text me the PayPal information? Yes. Like, as soon as possible tonight. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to turn off this thing, but we can keep talking. Thanks, guys. All right.